Well, hello everyone, and welcome to uh, Ten Reasons Why, episode three hundred. What episode is this? Episode seven. We've episode, it couldn't to just be episode out. seven. It feels like episode seven hundred and seven. And I've I've got hay fever, as you can hear. That's why I'm. If you're listening to this, going, he sounds a bit nasally. It's because my, I am. It's because it's brilliant weather at the minute. And yes. I've also yeah. got a slightly burnt nose, but. <laughs> I know if you're if you're listening to this, you'll be able to see it. If you're watching us on YouTube and all that, um, just turn the uh, brightness down on your TV. And what is it? Is it contrast? Which one is it that you turn down to make sure you don't? Who knows? Who knows? Just turn it all down. And uh, because I'm like Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer. But if yeah, it's that time of year over here where it's um, it's absolutely pure butte weather. It's like 18 degrees, and the country has nearly come to a standstill. Which is lovely, isn't it? Because next week it'll be raining. Oh, no, it won't. It will. No, it won't. Do not predict it. Then it'll rain the whole summer and uh, we'll all be miserable. And you can while away the wet summer days listening to these podcasts and being encouraged. That's true. That's a good reason to do it. Absolutely. So what's our subject for for this one? Um, Tonight we are talking about the whole issue of health and well-being, I suppose, and what God's heart is on that how he, well, basically we're just going to explore it a bit. Okay. I mean, it is an interesting one, isn't it? Because undoubtedly, if I, you know, if you want to know what's really important to people, you know, people can say things and that gives you a steer or you can, but undoubtedly what people talk about the most and what they spend their money on. Particularly it's a good what, indication. It's a really, yes, yeah. Of uh, what's how really do you know? important. Yeah, because people can yeah. say whatever they want, right? But as soon as you look at what where people put their resources, um, you start to see what really matters. And undoubtedly, the whole thing of health um, is just unbelievable. The world is spending more and more money on all kinds of health, well-being, not just for the body, but for the mind yeah. and um, all sorts of therapies and treatments and health tourism. And, you know, it's like people will, you know, it's my granny used to say, it, isn't it? It's like, as long as you've got your health, you've got everything. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think on one of the Bible studies you were doing, yeah, she gave us some statistics around it, and it was like frightening how yeah. much. It's know, into the everyone was hundreds like, of billions. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah hundreds is, of billions every yes. year being spent around the world on people. Because I suppose if you can have money, you can have anything. But if you're not healthy, you can't enjoy it. it. Yeah, so it is a big absolutely. concern to people, isn't it? It's yeah. one of those things where, um, like, if if faith doesn't touch the edges, in fact, not even touch the edges, if it doesn't go right to the very heart of this whole idea you mm-hmm. know because it's really important to the world so we want to look and go well what does the bible say about that yeah. um is there anything we can learn from that how, how does our faith intersect yeah with the this, this whole area because it's massive and i think it's one of those areas as well that even people have who have little faith or no faith mm-hmm. find themselves turning to prayer and turning to faith when they yeah. aren't well you know you'd find even people i know who you know maybe wouldn't really profess or christian faith would still really appreciate it if you say I'm praying for you if yeah. they're not well it's almost like when you That's get true. to the end of your resource and when you realize maybe there's nothing more I can do then people do turn to God and it's kind of you know you even realize on news broadcasts at times it's like our thoughts and prayers are with the families yeah. when there's difficult situations and particularly around health issues so yeah. it's almost like everyone's go-to when yeah. I'm at the end of my resources now or where else do I go yeah you know so what about what about you know What's the church's record on this one, do you think? I mean, is it, uh, it's something the world is desperately focused on. And it's like, and I think we're all, whether you're sick or not, as soon as you get sick, the first thing you do is you want to 
be better. Mm-hmm. Not many people go brilliant, like even me suffering today with hay fever. And um, man hay fever, man hay fever, which is the worst. It's like a man cold. It's yes. the summer version of the man cold. And uh, honestly, if you're listening, it's terrible. But like, you know, when you turn to the church or you turn to, you know, the Bible and this, does it help or not? What what do you, what do you think the church's position has been? I think it's quite ambiguous, to be honest. I think um, it's hard to know what a clear answer is from the church mm-hmm. because there's, it's like you've got extremes. So you've maybe um, on one side, you get the crazy televangelists where it just feels like, you know, send all this money and we'll send you a prayer cloth. And uh, <laughs> I love those. You, I've rubbed this hand- handkerchief under my armpits. Yes. And for twenty nine ninety nine, you can have one. You can have one too. Mm-hmm. So people see that and go, what What on earth is that all about? Um, then you have maybe people who will go and light candles for people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a whole different kind of responses almost, but it isn't always super clear. Um, that people have total confidence in believing that God can heal. You know, I think this it's just different extremes. Some people will sort of bet their life on it. Other people just don't want to maybe back themselves or back God that He's going to come through. So I think I think we're going to touch on this a bit more um, as as we keep talking. But it it isn't a clear message. I think yeah. that's the difficulty. Uh, yeah, I think the church has been fairly schizophrenic on it. It's like. Um, we actually don't know what we believe at times. And if you listen to, depending on who you're listening to in any particular day, you're going to get mixed messages, aren't you? There's going to be people who are, you know, like you're saying, reach out and touch the screen. And uh, that kind of unhelpful distortion, actually, of what the word actually says. And then people who just, you know, just don't know or don't want to commit or it's it's actually just a bit awkward so we don't talk about it as mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. And um, But but there is Bible here, isn't there? I mean, the, yeah. the Bible does seem to be pretty clear in some respects. Yeah. I know, and I mean, I think obviously we're going to talk about we've went on a bit of a journey and the in terms of healing and understanding really what the Bible said, and I mean there is it's literally littered with verses throughout. But I think um, we're going to read this one in First Thessalonians five twenty three, and it says, "May God Himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our Master Jesus Christ." And for me, that's that sense of it is about us being whole. That's what God created us for. Yeah. You know, even the word shalom is about wholeness. When God yeah. speaks peace over us, it's about completeness. He didn't ever intend for us to be broken. He didn't intend for the world to be broken. Yeah. And we're going to talk a lot tonight about when Jesus came. He came to destroy the works of the enemy and to, you know, heal the brokenhearted, put, you know, heal people yeah. and restore us from the inside out. But that included everything. It was spirit soul and body and it's interesting that those three things are listed out aren't they yeah because a lot of people will go well health or healing they use the word healing it's like for christians like the greatest miracle of all is your salvation which i actually believe i do believe that's right but here it's clear spirit the, the bit of you that's eternal soul or mind will emotions thinking mental st- stuff and body mm-hmm. and those are three really distinct different words that mm-hmm. are used here and it, it does say keep you whole holy and whole in all of those three areas so so if you're a believer today say, say there's people today who are listening to this and they are believers or, or not you know you might not have faith you know what, 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 what is there a clear position you know if you're listening to this today going well this is a big issue for me, either for myself in my own body or in my own mind. There's a, 
you know, one of the, the greatest pandemic at the minute is around mental health and dep- depression, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. I mean, like, what do you do if you're sick? Like, what 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 are the positions that that, that you know that you're going to encounter, and what what do you think about them? I mean, can you have faith to believe? I suppose is yeah, the question, yeah. or do you just have to take your chance? Yeah. Like the world does. I mean, is, it, is there any point in being a believer when it comes to sickness? Yes. What do you actually believe? I think well, I think what we realized when we sort of went on our journey around healing was that there was kind of three really clear positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one was that sense of, right, you can have, you know, you can see all the stories in the Bible. And yes, Jesus came, performed many miracles, but that was just when he walked the earth. And yeah. for that sort of period of time. But that doesn't happen anymore. It's dispensation, isn't it? Yes. There was a di- that's a big yes. word. It's a fancy word. But uh, yeah, so basically there's, there's people who just go, that was for then, this is now, and it's just the way it is. Right, so, so God doesn't heal anymore. Yeah. So, but I suppose the problem with that is we all know, you know, of stories of healings, there, there's lots of documentation. You know, I know of people have been healed. So I suppose it only takes, there's only, we only need one person to prove that actually that's not the way it is. Yeah. We can't hold that position because there's too many stories out there and of mir- miraculous healings, which can't be explained any other way. So basically, it's kind of a, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> we can't agree with that one. It's actually probably pretty impossible to to prove that from scripture as well, mm-hmm. isn't it? I mean, even if you, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll look at that later on, but it, it's it's really hard. I mean, you have to do some kind of hermeneutical gymnastics, all right, to try to read the New Testament in any other way. In fact, read the whole Bible from beginning yes. to end. Yeah, to draw a line to say, "Oh, this doesn't happen anymore." Yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it's actually never the heart of God. For it, only to demonstrate that Jesus was God, you know that's why it happened. But now it doesn't happen anymore. I mean, and that that raises so many questions, um, and you don't want to go down that rabbit hole because the whole thing starts to unravel. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so the first one is like God just doesn't heal anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I think then what you're, you know, I think I think I think the worst one is is probably the second biggest, which is, you know, sometimes God heals, sometimes He doesn't. Yeah. But you can just never, never know. You yes. never know, right? And that's that's an absolute nightmare um, for lots of different reasons. And most people live there. And it's where healing and the idea of wholeness has become like a Russian roulette. Mm-hmm. Like you take your chances. There's a there's one in the chamber and it might go off and it might not. But you've it's it really is you're you're taking a risk. And I suppose that, that I, I guess what underpins that is the dominant thought that actually God doesn't want everyone to be well yeah or it's that sense of well who does he choose yeah and why would it not be me yeah. you know i think that's that's the thing that the people then struggle with what have i done yeah i think um particularly we can talk about this in a minute but for me at times on on our journey you would i think i got to the place of recognizing in the bible there was so much evidence that jesus came to heal people yeah. But if you're not convinced, it's kind of, you know, like when the leper comes up to Jesus and says, oh, are you willing? Yeah. And he says, yes, I'm willing. It's almost that sense of sometimes people are going, well, are you willing to do it for me? Yeah. Or is there something more that I need to do to be able to receive? Yeah. And for me, I think that's that's the thing that is really hard for people to, you know, come to the Lord and actually believe that he just wants to give to them. That mm-hmm. there's nothing that they need to do to be able to receive. Yeah, it, it is. It's that thing. I, I think if you ask anyone who's in church or around church, it, can God heal? Mm-hmm. Almost a hundred percent are going to go yes, because mm-hmm. that's the Sunday school answer. Yes. Of course He does. God heals. Okay, does He want to heal you when mm-hmm. you're sick? Ah, uh, now that that's a trickier question, isn't it? Because you know, it's 
it's it's essentially because we all have experience of being sick and praying and maybe not getting well as quickly as what we want or we have known people who have had more serious sicknesses and illnesses and they haven't made it i mean we we've had that yeah or you know friends who've died uh, people we prayed for who've died we've had people who we prayed for and they they got better miraculously like my own dad you know we're not talking about his story particularly tonight but you can get it on our website if you want to listen he, he was diagnosed with terminal cancer given only a few months to live an absolute miracle story and but i, I think what underpins this is it's actually not the, the the issue is we start to define god in terms of our experience yeah. and we create god in our as a result of our own experience yeah. rather than allowing god to create us so we we're elevating experience over truth rather than allowing truth to shape experience and i know that's really easy to say but i think that is at the heart of it i mean because if it's not i mean think it through if if god didn't want you to be well even when you don't see it that what you're kind of saying is that sickness is sometimes god's blessing you know it's part of his plan for you he he wills sickness for you like you know, disease, pain, and death. You know, you, you, and even hear people say this, like, you know, the Lord gave you that to teach you a lesson. And I'm, I'm going like, oh my word, I know. Because I think for me, I always come back to the, the sense of as a parent, you know, as a parent, what do I want to do when my kids aren't well? Do you want to break their arms? No, I just no, you would do anything to see them better because yeah. it's awful to watch them being unwell, being in pain. Um, and it's recognizing that actually, it's actually the Lord that's put that heart in us Yeah, because we or you know we're we're made in his image so if that's the love that we feel towards our children how much more does he want to restore us not see us suffering for us to walk in wholeness and 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 just enjoy the life that he's given us yeah and i know it is a it's a very difficult area i know we have walked journeys with people and they've had real disappointments and i've had lots of questions but i think because of our, our own story and having to actually really research ourselves to find out Lord, what is it that you say about this area then I feel like I know that I know the truth um even though at times I don't see everything I'm still convinced of the goodness of God because it's just it's who he is yeah I I, I, I think that's right I think <clears throat> excuse me just saying you know sickness is not from God yeah. right if you think like the ultimate creator most creative being in the universe designs the universe this heavens and the galaxies and you think well the only way you can teach me a lesson is by crippling me you kind of go i'm not sure that's right you know i think that he has he has a number of ways to deal with me to get my attention you know actually the bible says that he loves us into change he doesn't curse us into change there's just that the whole position of sometimes he does sometimes he doesn't doesn't stand up scripturally if and if if you're listening you go well you know, it does. Well, somebody please email me with a verse where it says that Jesus went and made somebody sick. And if you can find and in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, in the work of Jesus, right? And obviously, when Jesus was performing these miracles, it was still in the time of the old dispensation. The new had not yet come, but he showed what the Father was. Mm-hmm. And even then, I, I don't know, the only people who never were healed were those who couldn't receive. And that's another minefield, which we might, we're not, might not go into tonight. But it's the heart of God, right? Mm-hmm. To go, I want you well. Yeah. And uh, so, okay, so sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Um, it's definitely a, a tricky one. And I, 
I, I think probably 99% of the population are sitting in there. And mm-hmm. um, and what's the last one? Well, the last one is that he does, like I was saying, my, what my position would be is that, you know, God absolutely wants you well. He wants you to experience fullness of life. Yeah. And, um, and for some people, they maybe receive miraculous healing overnight. For some yeah. people, that can be a journey. And I think for us as a church, we've understood the power of communion yeah. and how... Um, that that's not just a ritual that you do it's not just a symbolic act but actually it's declaring the lord's death and resurrection and as we take of the bread and eat it's it's eating his body it's actually recognizing that he died so that we could experience life Mm -hmm. and so i think for for us now whenever any of us get sick in the house then that's our first go-to it's like you know we might take tablets or phone doctors but we're also taking communion and declaring life over ourselves yeah i think i think what's what's interesting is like if you if you say today you know god wants you well you know the biggest the people who have the biggest problem with that is actually the church it's the church you go oh how dare you I mean religion goes absolutely bucked aft whenever you say god wants you well and but i actually think from scripture i think that the, the only lo- even logically the only logical position to have is that it's o- always the heart and the will of god to have his people whole mm-hmm. right that's why the gospel means good news mm-hmm. a gospel that god wants you sick and will smite you that smite what does smite even mean where does that word come from he shall smite thee you know i think it means like whack you with something uh, or make you give you something horrible is is just like such the antithesis of of a god of love mm-hmm. right like what what brilliant news for the world you know it's like come this god loves you and he also might give you cancer to teach you a lesson if you step out of line it's so dysfunctional and anti-gospel as but but it's so prevalent you know we, we even find that in our own journey didn't we it's like as soon as you step out to go actually we're, we're, we're like I mean, you, you can help me, but when we were confronted in our own lives with, right, the word says this, our situation is this, which is, it looks like they're polar opposites. We've got a choice to make. What do we go with our experience? Mm-hmm. And what me- well-meaning believers might have been saying, or do you, you press in further to what the word says? Yeah. I mean, sh- shall we tell people a wee bit of that story? I mean, I, there could be people listening who don't know. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, like for ourselves, it was around the area of having children, and um, you know we had a number of years of, of wanting to have a family, and, and nothing mm-hmm. happened. And it was that 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 took us to really say, well, what what is God's heart here? Because yeah. it was almost like I think you can be black and what, you can be grey around these issues until you're confronted with it yourself, yeah. and then you actually need to know um, what you can stand on, whether the promises are true. And it's it's really important we know what we believe and we reject lies and um for myself i even remember when i was at university um going along to hear some missionaries um giving a talk and one of the things they said was we um we believe that god allowed us to be missionaries all around the world and that's why we weren't able to have children because that was god's plan for our lives because um he wanted us to go off around into the mission field and we wouldn't have been able to do that if we had a family and I remember listening to that and thinking, 
oh no god I hope that's not what your plan's going to be for me because I would really like to have a family but it just when I look back at that I realize again there was a gap in somebody's experience obviously what their experience was was like oh we can't have children so then we fill in the blanks oh god this must have been your plan for us so we'll make the best of it it's a bit like it's almost fatalistic actually, when you think about uh-huh. that thinking if yeah if it's not you know you know fatalism where it's just always oh, case okay, yeah. but but we attribute it to god yes and we, and we kind of and then we twist things to to, to make that feel like that, that must have been the best plan so mm-hmm. i i can remember almost having a little bit of a fear around not being able to have a family and then i remember other people um within uh last church at times some people were struggling around fertility issues and I remember again thinking oh I really hope that isn't me and I'm not saying that I brought that on myself in any way but I'm just saying even in terms of our thinking it's easy to allow lies to slip in or fears to slip in and get into our hearts around certain issues and then we did find ourselves in that position where we weren't able to have children and we started having tests and all those different kinds of things and and there was a sense of well is this something that we just have to accept? Can we believe for more? Um, and I think it was, it's interesting because it's, it's one of those things where people after a while s- stop praying or stop asking. It's almost yeah. like people don't dare to believe with you because they don't want you to see you. And it's from this motive, they don't want to see you upset. They don't want to see you disappointed. Don't they don't want to up. get your hopes up yeah. just in case things don't work out and it won't come through for you. And so it's almost like from a heart of love and a heart to try and protect you. But I mean, I found on our journey, there was maybe two or three people that actually kept believing and kept speaking life and speaking hope. And there was, apart from that, there was literally nobody else. Nobody just mentioned it. It was almost that, just like the <laughs> elephant in the room. It was Don't really awkward. It. Yeah. Don't mention it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, our story is that um, eventually we conceived with Ben and then... Um, there was like another five-year gap then between our next child. And again, even within that space, it was kind of some people saying things like, um, oh, you've got your miracle now. And I remember thinking, oh, flip, was I only allowed one? You know, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like, oh, don't expect for more. But again, all of these like, you know, false thinking that comes in of, you know, what can you believe for? And is it greedy to want to have another child? You know, should I just be thankful that mm-hmm. I actually... God bless me with one and will then be really grateful for what you've got. Um, so it's just it's just interesting that the journey that we went on and having to sort of ask ourselves, you know, God, what is this about? Um, can we really be sure of this? And can we really have hope? And that was actually the, the name of our second child. Um, and I, I remember um, coming to a place where we, you know, particularly after we'd had Ben and, and um, in that in-between time of... Um, before Hope was born, we we stepped out and we started this church. And it was because um, probably recognizing that it was really hard. It's really hard for people to stand in faith. And it's really hard for people to believe for the fullness of God unless they're surrounded by a community who cheers them on and encourages them and speaks life and, yeah. and truth. Um, so for us, that was like, we really felt going on that journey. We, we found life. We found hope. We found um, that the word was true. That, and we, I think we came to a place of like, no matter what our experiences, we're not going to water down what the word says, because actually the more we studied it, I remember studying so many books on healing and, um, and I remember just, you know, certain people. Which ones, which ones can you, um, in case anyone wants to read them? 
Gosh, F. Oh. F. Bosworth, F. was F. it? Bosworth. Um, T. L. Osborne, Smith Wigglesworth, yeah. um, John G. Lake, like yeah. all of the kind of the big yeah, hitters, the, the big, big hitters, healing the well known healing yeah. people. But I even rem- remember going back to a book I read, as, was it Brother Yon? Do you remember the, the, the Chinese? guy who escaped from prison because i remember somebody sort of hinting that i was just too and i was listening to a lot of andrew womack we'd had joseph prince there's a lot of tv um christian tv stuff that i was listening to as well and i remember it sort of been hinted to us that we were getting into health and wealth and we've just kind of gone off a little bit on one so i remember then thinking have i just completely got this wrong so i picked up the book by brother yon who was completely he's called the heavenly man if you remember that book um completely different perspective coming from church in china a rural place where he mm-hmm. just didn't have any other teaching but he basically just took the bible and started to believe it literally word for word like if it says it it must be true and then through his accounts there was just so many healing testimonies so it's kind of yeah. like okay this is not a crazy western thing this is not the touch the screen this is something that i you know it's all there in black and white in the bible but people today are seeing incredible things even if you think of the ministry of john g lake i think they in spokane they actually closed down hospitals because they didn't need them because yeah. there was that that many people being healed in that city which is just like incredible um but see, see that thing of the health and wealth thing you know i i, I think we need to nail that one because it, to me it's it's such a lazy trope you know like a trope a caricature mm-hmm. where uh, undoubtedly undoubtedly there have been distortions all right but just because somebody distorts an image you know it does it doesn't mean that they they change the truth mm-hmm. right and it's like you know i i i'm am- i'm amazed at how much the church generally has taken the line of you know taking some some ministries that you know, undoubtedly could be a wee bit out there, like definitely a wee bit wacko, you know. Um, and I'm joking about the hankies, but, you know, here's a bottle of my sweat for fifty nine ninety nine. We should, I swear we should do this. It'd be fun, you know, <laughs> too good sweat. And uh, rub it on yourself and you get better and all that stuff. It's just mental, right? It's really, really crazy thinking. But what we've done is we've allowed that distortion to take our eyes away, put, put it on to people who are broken and, you know, mm-hmm. and away from the truth of Jesus and his grace to go actually your eyes should not be on people who are fallen people who are you know and whatever their motive is i don't know but mm-hmm. it's a distortion anyway but it, the, the truth of jesus and what he did how he ministered how he reflected the heart of god his father and we'll talk about that in a wee second that doesn't change you know and, and i think i think honestly in the world like the thing for me is the the acid test is it's like as soon as somebody gets sick doesn't matter who they are they want to be better yeah there's nobody welcomes it it's inbuilt in us yeah it's, it's innate to put us. it in us to, god's to fight put it, it in everyone yes. to fight yeah. sickness uh-huh. there's no one i know who even if it's the smallest thing goes thank goodness i've got covid flipping heck well, actually in fairness well half the work i was gonna say yes those <laughs> all those loafers few, going <laughs> breathe kids, on me <laughs> a few kids during <laughs> <laughs> when they were sent back to school, yeah, like, I think I've got, got COVID. <laughs> I know. <laughs> do that test again. Do that. No. Please do another one. It, it must be positive mm. because I need another 10 days off work. So, you know, I get, so in our story, like, it is interesting how, you know, there, there was a moment where you make a decision to go, if I, if I don't anchor myself in the truth of the finished work of Jesus and his grace, 
then really, you know, um, like I'm in, uh, we're in trouble. You know, it's like, because outside of that, you, you really don't have any answer and you don't have any hope. Mm-hmm. You know, so even even religion won't help you with that. It's like, but a revelation of, of God's love, a revelation mm-hmm. of God's goodness, that yeah. he wants you well. Why? Because he's a good father. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All the time. Yeah. And I think for me, that was one of the the biggest light bulb moments for me was realizing why would God withhold this from me mm-hmm. as a father? Yeah. Why would there be anything that he wouldn't want to pour out on me? Mm-hmm. Um, and well, why, why would he not pour it out on you? But yes. like pour healing out on yeah. on somebody else but not you yeah like nobody could ever show me where the where the ready reckoner was mm-hmm. oh well you know that's the lord mm-hmm. and you kind of go i'm not sure you know even against scripturally mm-hmm. that god is a god of complete disorder and chaos that's not i mean god is consistent with his character consistent with his nature you know yeah. so I, I had lots of things in my head where i went that, that doesn't work for me even even from a logic point of view you know, it's, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think we need to be better than that. I mean, so what, what is, what, you know, what, what are some of your, f- like, verses that you anchored yourself in? Um, you know? I think just reading through the Gospels, like, literally, if you just, um, sometimes I would have taken a kid's Bible and just read through it just to familiarize myself with so many stories. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes we try and plow through, you know, all, all, the different readings but i mean i was look, just looking to this afternoon actually i was looking at matthew 8 and if you just go right jesus heals the man with leprosy and then mm-hmm. instantly the next story is still in matthew 8 jesus, jesus heals the centurion servant yeah and then jesus heals peter's mother-in-law and then after that jesus heals many people it literally just like line after line after line was every time he met sickness he healed it yeah you know and um do you think peter was conflicted with that one by the way <laughs> mother-in-law mother-in-law yeah. healer but not too much you know uh-huh. if you could leave her slightly i think i'm yeah. a wee joke do you know what i mean <laughs> and moving i on. love my mother-in-law you know. i promise you but it was it's that sense of you know you just i was reading through matthew and it's just it's just lettered with verses matthew 14 14 says and when jesus went out he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick matthew 19 too, and great multitudes followed him and he healed them there Matthew 21, 14, when the blind man and the lame came to him in the temple, he healed them. Matthew 12, but when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from them and great multitudes followed him and he healed them all. That there's there's a pattern even in those Matthew verses where you go, like he's moved with compassion. I mean, mm-hmm. No one says in Hebrews, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, today and forever. And forever. Yeah. It's like if you want to know how Jesus looks at you when you're sick, it's the same thing you see in, in this yeah. gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Moved with compassion. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, he, he's, he's not, not cold. distant. He's not distant. He's not cold. He just doesn't go, well, slap it up. Yeah, suck it up. You know, mm-hmm. I'm teaching you a lesson. Or even worse, I'm not even teaching a lesson. It's just the way that it is, yeah. right? And I know the world is because God's not the source of sickness. Brokenness in the world is and brokenness in our bodies. And we have final hope. But there is an overlap of the kingdoms here. Like the kingdom yeah. has come. Mm-hmm. And when so when Jesus here was moved with compassion, when he there were, it wasn't just oh there there there. Yes, and I think that's where the church stops too much, yeah. isn't it? Because it's that fear. Yeah. So it's like we want to show sympathy, we want to show compassion, we want to show care. We'll come mm-hmm. and visit you. We'll you know light bring you food. Yeah. We'll light a candle. We'll you know we'll care for you. But moving in faith and declaring, but this isn't what God wants for you, and I am gonna um, speak life over you. 
that's almost where it's just too scary because what if it doesn't work? Yeah. But I would prefer for somebody, if I was ill, to keep believing and speaking that over me rather than just yeah. saying, there, there, I hope yeah. you're feeling better soon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even in Mark here, whenever he entered into villages, cities or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him. Now, see, when you think about that, why did they do that? Like, wh- why did people come to, when they came to Jesus, they laid the sick. It's not because he may or may not have. Yeah. Uh, and they begged him that, it says here, they begged him that he might just touch the hem of his garment. The hem of his garment in the Bible is, th- is about authority. Mm-hmm. So just, and as many as touched him were made, made well. well. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. It's like people saw in Jesus, he is the healer. He's not the random guy. And they would not have brought out sick people or laid people in front of him if he was going to make them sick or worse, mm-hmm. right? We have that view today. It's crazy. Like, go to the word, you know? And it says, as many were able to get to him, and we can all get to Jesus today. Yeah. There's no separation. Everyone listening to this, you have open access to the Lord, and you can, like, spiritually touch him. You can't physically touch him, but you can mm-hmm. spiritually touch him. You can access that authority and be made well. It's amazing. Mark, Mark 3, pen. Oh. Um, for he healed many, so that as many as had afflictions pressed about him to touch him. You just see that incredible sense of why would anybody hold back? There's nobody there thinking, oh, my, am I good enough or will he or won't he? Yeah. Everyone's completely confident. So, yeah, I think. I love this one, Luke 4. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's important to say today, like, if you want to, wh- like, ask yourself the question, what is the heart of God? Mm-hmm. What is the heart of Jesus for me when I am broken and when I am sick? He has compassion on you. His compassion moves yeah. him to action. And, you know, it's like th- this this physical thing of laying hands on where Jesus laid hands on, that's what now we do. Yeah. Okay, authority, we, are, yes, we have the we authority have, of Jesus. Yes. We lay hands on yes. the sick. Mm-hmm. And when we lay hands on the sick, it's like Jesus touching them and people should be well. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's just to exp- explain that, I think, you know, undoubtedly, when you go to the word, it's mm-hmm. like I was saying, it's like, like if you're listening to this and going, like, I don't know where I've never been sure I have a ton of experience which doesn't line up with the word of God, then it's, I think our journey in that story with the kids was, just, you know, I, I remember, um, it probably was T.L. Osborne, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Christ, Christ the Healer. No, mm-hmm. is that Bosworth? No, mm-hmm. F.F. Bosworth. We've read so many books. And um, and just literally starting, and every time there was a verse, I wrote it down in my book, mm-hmm. in my, my notebook, and I wrote another one. And then I went through the Gospels and I wrote another one because, like, like you say, this is a great topic for people until you're sick. And then it's no longer a topic. Yeah, and no. then having a theological kind discussion. of discussion, like yeah. they think this and they think that, goes completely out the window. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, when you're confronted with sickness, you just want you want health. I suppose just in finishing, that is the nature of this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If if you're listening to this, it's it's the nature of the kingdom. First John three, it says that the reason that the Son of God Jesus appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Yeah. He didn't come to do the devil's work. First John three eight. He appeared to destroy the works of the devil and, and to bring the kingdom of God here. To bring here. the kingdom, yeah. yeah this, to bring what is heaven onto earth. Mm-hmm. And I, look, honestly, you know, I 
I want to be sensitive and I think we should be sensitive to go if you have been hurt disappointed in this area in the past we we know what that's like absolutely but yeah. don't let your hope die yeah you know it's like don't let your experience reshape and reform god in your image yeah. because that just is a road to nowhere it leads to total insecurity yeah. and i'll never never do anything because the the whole nature of faith and the nature of a relationship with jesus is to just see more like grace upon grace in our lives glory to glory to see more of the kingdom in mm-hmm. us and um and and that's i guess starts with that rock solid sort of yeah conviction that he does he doesn't want me sick yeah you know, he doesn't want Absolutely. me sick so what do you what do you do every, just in finishing what do you do every day just to keep yourself mindful of this you talked about communion just yeah quickly explain that one well i I think f- I think for us it is that you have to you have to make a choice every day to allow your thought to, to get your thoughts to line up yeah. with God's word and um, so I think you know through reading through reminding yourself through studying I think sometimes if people are confronted with sickness and they just chase healing yeah sometimes that can be a difficulty because they get become so fixated on healing that they forget about the healer mm-hmm. you no know, and I think it's That's actually you know chase chase well, not chase jesus but fix your eyes on jesus and just whenever you're it's not about quoting scripture there's no formula i think yeah. that's the thing we all want the abc we all want the what did that person do how did they receive that healing yeah but actually jesus is a person and he reveals himself to you as you commune with him so i think taking communion is about reminding yourself yeah. it's not a ritual but it's a, it's about declaring his work yeah. in your life it's about recognizing as jesus is so are we you know that um he is now seated at the right hand but we are also citizens in heaven it's recognizing that in the spirit we are perfect and complete and it's that spirit soul and body our bodies are being renewed our minds are being renewed and i think there's a a huge correlation between spirit soul and body so i think for anyone it's it's a journey to go on it's not going to be a you know Jesus will meet us in a, in a crisis and we, you know, there's times we need a miracle and, you know, the, the Lord's going to come and, 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 and reveal himself in those moments. But I think for us to have that sure foundation, then we need to go on that journey yeah. and allow Jesus to reveal himself to us. Brilliant. So seek the healer, yeah. not, not the healing and uh, let that flow. Well, listen, I hope you've enjoyed that folks. Um, just a quick sort of look at this whole area of health and wholeness and healing. And I, I probably just want to say if you have if you are listening and you are sick we would love to pray with you and pray for you and, and speak over your family so get in touch with us um office at exchangechurchbelfast.com but also if you have got disappointments from the past or faith has dropped in you in this area then just take it to the lord he can deal with your disappointment he's not yeah he's not cross with you for, for being disappointed he just wants to show you again who he is because he is Rufay, Jehovah mm-hmm. Rufay. His his name reveals his character and he always acts consistently with his character. And Rufay just means the one who heals. And so he revealed himself as that. He fulfilled that in Jesus. And uh, if you want to see what God is like, look at Jesus as a representation of, of his father. And when he saw sickness, he was moved with compassion mm-hmm. and he healed them all. So thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you tune in next week. Uh, share this out. And... Uh, We really hope that you're blessed by 10 Reasons Why.